This is the Cascade Hiker Podcast. Find us over at CascadeHikerPodcast.com. I'm a country boy with the soft side. My heart wanders up north to the hillside. Now I've never made anyone quite as beautiful as you. I'm your host, Rudy Gets It. I'm here to inspire you to get out on the trail. You putting in two-mile hikes, five-mile hikes? Are you still on the couch? Come on, let's go on a backpacking trip. I'm going to introduce you to some folks that have done that and a whole lot more. Next on the Cascade Hiker Podcast, what's your name and where are you from? My name is Anish, and I'm from Seattle, Washington. Right on. Well, hey, uh, we're sitting here talking about your brand new book, Thirst, 26 Miles to Home, and I just want to say congratulations for putting this book out. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of crazy the first time we chatted. It was about a year ago. Uh, it, was, it was holiday season a year ago, and... Um, I asked you if you were going to write a book, and you're like, actually, yeah, I'm starting one right now, so it's, it's so cool to be able to talk to you. Yeah. Um, I wanted it's, to uh, – yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it's kind of crazy, like, how much has happened in that year. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's funny because I'm sure that uh, that your whole plans uh, th- that went through in 2018, you were probably, at the time we chatted, just kind of thinking yeah, – I mean, you knew what you were going to do, and you're probably just like, I'm not going to talk about it, though. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yep. Keeping it under wraps. <laughs> That's funny. That's good though. Um, well, I kind of dive into the book here. Um, I just, when we first talked, uh, you know, I encourage people to talk, uh, listen to that episode, but, uh, um, you, you had talked about your, your, your past kind of when you're a child, uh, how you weren't very athletic or maybe in athletic shape. And I thought how cool it was that you ha- had a lot of those memories in, in this book as well. Uh, I just kind of want to highlight a few points. You know, you talk about the fat girls can't run even when they did. No one believed them. Uh, you know, you, you your kind of self-talk started, uh, you know, you're not in very good athletic shape. But can you talk about um, the 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 goal that you set uh, that you – I think it was in uh, gym class you wrote something um, at, at such a young age. Uh, can you talk about that? Uh, the I, I, I can't put, put my uh, – I can't title it. Um, we'll see. It was uh, something about your uh, your goals that you wanted to set uh, a record eventually. Yeah, it was like, I don't even remember what prompted it, but there was a gym class where our gym teacher was basically like, you write down an essay about what you want to achieve athletically and your goals and write that down. And, um, and so I was sitting there writing and, um, not really coming up with much cause I didn't really have any goals. Um, and then somehow it just like came into my head that like, if I was going to write about, um, something that I didn't really have anyway, I might as well write it good, you know, like make a good story. And so I was like, Oh, I'm just gonna like set some sort of record. I mean, maybe I'll go to the Olympics, you know, like, you know, might as well just go right, you know, right for the top. And, uh, but after I wrote it, you know, there was something about like that, that I guess, intrigued me about myself even back then like maybe could I actually do something like that and wondering you know if I could or um I've always carried that with me even though it's like kind of just like a silly little essay like I've always kind of carried that that moment with me in my life yeah how crazy to think you know you didn't know the PCT uh you never heard of anybody named Scott Williamson (laughs) yeah I mean nothing like that I knew nothing of any of that yeah Ah, that's crazy. Uh, I kind of wanted to talk about that, how, how things just kind of pop in your mind like that. And uh, one thing that really intrigued me about your book was 
uh, well, obviously it's you writing the story about you hiking alone, but um, just the self-talk that you had. And uh, can you kind of talk about some of the, some of the things, you know, just, just how, how was it to be able to just be by yourself on the trail for so many days and, and just having to talk to yourself? There were definitely um, pluses and minuses to it. I mean, on the one hand, it, it's, I'm a pretty introverted person and I like lots of alone time and I like hiking by myself. And so it was really nice to just, you know, not I basically have an excuse to just like hike by myself and not oh. like um, spend time with other people and, and be alone and, and just be immersed in, in nature. Um, but on the other hand, um, when you're, um, you know, out there and, and you are by yourself and you have no one else to talk to and I, it really does put you in this mindset to start um, uh, with, start up with this internal dialogue and like start digging into yourself and to connect with yourself. And, um, sometimes that can be a painful process. And, um, definitely the, the, the way I went through the PCT, I, I connected and processed and grew and learned and it, it was a positive, but it was definitely hard emotionally. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I'd be hiking down the trail thinking about these things from my past and dredging up these you know, decades of, um, negative self-talk and, and crying while I'm walking just because I'm thinking about that and working with that. It's crazy to think about, you know, the fact that you're crying and most likely sweating, uh, at times, uh, with the, the heat down in Southern California. And, and one of the things you, you ran into real quickly was, uh, a lack of water, right? Yeah, it was actually a really um, high drought, hot June when I hiked in 2013. And so um, there were a lot of water sources that should have been reliable that were already drying up by the time I came through. You uh, you were you were kind of known that year as the ghost. What was that? Um, it's funny because I, I never really did see... Um, where that started a friend of mine said she saw it online somewhere and it was basically just two people who would talk to me and they were just like yeah she was here one minute and she was gone the next and we never saw anything but her footprints and so like you know they just kind of tagged me with the nickname the ghost because i don't think i had given them my name and uh that just kind of grew and perpetuated and followed me up the trail the whole summer oh that's funny it's kind of cool though at the same time right yeah it was like yeah it was a a little bit frustrating at first because nobody seemed to know who I actually was. And, um, but eventually I was just kind of like, all right, well, whatever. Like it's kind of my unofficial trail name of the year. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um, well, I don't know. It's just, it's just so crazy to think about this, but uh, so when I first interviewed you, uh, like say about a year ago, I was hard pressed to not ask you any questions about the PCT because I had heard that you didn't want to talk about it anymore. Um, <laughs> and you know, without getting, I don't know if you want to get into that or whatever, but, uh, was this book kind of a way for you to, to hopefully maybe <laughs> to get beyond that? Um, I don't know that the book was really part of that process or not. Um, definitely, um, there was a lot of, um, fallout from my, my record on the PCT in 2013 that I didn't anticipate and I didn't know how to handle. Um, in many ways that hike was really traumatic for me. Um, in part because of all this emotional growth I did, in part because I was extremely sleep deprived and, you know, it took a huge physical toll on me. Um, and so I was really um, 
mentally and, and physically drained after that hike. And all of a sudden, like I was this like trail celebrity and everybody wanted a piece of my time and my emotion and dealing with like, you know, commentary online and, and negative things being said about you and people wanting me to talk. And, you know, I was going all over on my own, on my own time, like taking time off of work and driving and speaking and not really getting anything in return for that. And, um, on the one hand, like, I think that was a very valuable experience to me. And I know that, you know, I was able to engage with a lot of people and, and I think that was great, but it reached a point where in order to really process the PCT and to move forward in my life, I had to just stop reliving it and I had to stop talking about it. And that was when I made like a, a basically a, a social media post. And I was just like, I'm done. I'm never talking about the PCT again. Like I need to move forward in my life because this isn't going to be the only thing that defines me. You know, this isn't, I'm more than just like this record. And, um, you know, I, I, a lot of the drafting of this book happened before and primarily after that point when I was working through all of the things I needed to work through to process that summer and the hike and what I had learned and that had to be done for me by me. And the book is like the byproduct is the outgrowth of that. Um, it wasn't necessarily to, um, so it is related, but it is unrelated. Um, because that was just like what happened after I stopped talking to everybody else about it and just started dealing with it myself. Yeah. I was going to say, cause it's almost, almost a little bit, uh, comical looking back cause now you're talking about it even more. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I'm excited about waymarkgearco.com. Go over there, check out the packs. Um, you know, seriously, you can customize any pack you want. You can also choose from a lot of packs that he already has made. There's fanny packs uh, coming in the future if they're not out there right now. There's lots of accessories you can add to these packs. My kids like the mesh water bottle packs uh, like for that go right on your shoulder strap there. Um, there's I don't know. These things are, are basically waterproof. Um, you know, we went out on the Olympics and used our uh, one of our backpacks out there, actually two of them, and the everything in there it, it was pouring down rain like absolutely pouring down rain everything was dry in there and i was glad too because i wasn't prepared i didn't have any kind of a liner or anything to help that out and these things uh waymark gear company packs they uh well they they held up to the test even though <laughs> it wasn't a real test anyway go over to waymarkgearco.com check it out follow on instagram thanks a lot now back to the show uh what about uh I don't, I, I don't know, the way you lay it out in the book, and I'm not sure if you have it anywhere else online or anything, um, this is almost uh, not only, obviously, a uh, very personal book for you, but um, you're also kind of letting people know this is how you do it, right? So if, if, if there's anybody out there that wants to maybe attempt your record, uh, you pretty much tell them right here, right? Uh, yeah, in some ways. I mean, in other ways, the trail has changed a lot since uh, 2013. I mean, I was out there in 2018 and um, places that I utilize for drop boxes don't exist anymore. There's new places. Um, the trail is different. Some sections of the trail have been rerouted or closed. I mean, the trail is definitely always in flux. Um, and, uh, but it, you know, the basics of what you do, you know, pushing yourself hard, having goals, you know, meeting the goals without fail, you know, those, those types of things. Yeah. That's definitely how you achieve it. Um, I wouldn't say somebody would want to copy my itinerary exactly because it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense with the way the trail is now. But um, yeah, the the framework of of 
um, effort and dedication for sure. That's cool. I know sometimes in the FKT world, it's uh, it's kind of one of those things where people may maybe will try to get a hold of you and say, "Hey, I'm going to try to break your record" or anything. Uh, over the years, has, has have you been contacted by very many people? Um, a handful. Um, I hear about a lot of people that attempt after the fact, um, um, but I've only been contacted by a handful of people prior to their attempts over the years. But yeah, I know people are out there all the time trying. Yeah, uh, that's it's a big goal uh, for somebody. SixMoonDesigns.com. They've got uh, a lot of backpacks to choose from, some fanny packs and stuff, uh, even some some harness vests. Uh, go over and check those out. Also, um, I'm excited about the tents, the shelters, uh, the tents and the tarps, and uh, there's just there's a lot to choose from. Uh, one of the ones uh, they've got some good videos on there, and I was I was actually just I bought the uh, Lunar Solo, and I was checking out the Lunar Duo, and man, this this looks like a cool tent as well. It does take two trekking poles rather than the one trekking pole for the other. Um, but anyway, yeah, just go check out their tents, surf around the website. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about was a seam ceiling. Yeah, they do take that. Let me tell you, you got to set this tent up anyway in your yard, or or you know, right when you get it to kind of check it out. So. Why not seam seal it while you're sitting there and you can play around with it while it's drying and it actually dries real quick. And anyway, seam sealing is not a big deal. So go over to sixmoondesigns.com and follow them on Instagram too. Tell them the Cascade Hiker Podcast sent you. And and what uh, what do you say to that random person? Um, just, you know, what what kind of encouraging words or, or, or maybe something would not, not on a personal level to that one person or whatever, but just in general, um, you know, what do you say to somebody attempting something like that? Um, usually I just tell them, um, good luck and to enjoy the process and the journey because that's really what it's about. Um, the growth and stuff that comes from just being out there and being willing to put yourself through that and to attempt something like that. Um, that's where, that's where the magic is. It's not in achieving the goal. It's the process of getting there. Just like any through hike, it's not about getting to Canada or to Katahdin or whatever. It's it's about everything that happens on your way there. Yeah, I like that. Um, well, speaking of Katahdin, um, you know, we, we briefly mentioned it in the start there. So uh, this last year, uh, you, you did the uh, the Triple Crown in one calendar year. Um, so, you know, with your – you were talking earlier about the fact that you didn't want to talk about, or you, you, you didn't want to think about the PCT anymore after you got off it or whatever, but, uh, oh man, you, you got right back on there this year. That's for sure. Yeah, I did. And it was, it was good. It was, I had been off of it long enough that it was really nice to go back and to be there again and to experience it again. Yeah. What, uh, I, I, I followed along. It was, it was really fun to watch, watch your hike this last year. And, um, and to think that your book was in the process the whole time. And, um, man, uh, what would be, you know, a couple takeaways from the calendar year, triple year? I mean, I don't even know where to start with that one. I mean, it was so involved and so many things happened, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it was it's a lot of moving parts. And um, I think the biggest takeaway from that is that you just really have to enjoy hiking. Because, like, you're just out there for so long and in all kinds of weather and um you know, you just, you still have to, you you just have to go through whatever the weather is and you have to make your miles because you do have a finite amount of time and you just, it's just so big. 
And you just, it's like anything else. You just don't want to think about the whole ever because it becomes really daunting. (laughs) You know, there were a lot of times on the PCT where I was like, oh my God, I still have to do the entire CDT and finish the AT and the rest of the PCT this year. Like, (laughs) and then just be like, I just can't think about this right now. (laughs) Uh, That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's such an accomplishment and just congratulations for that. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Um, can you talk? Uh, I don't want to. I the funny thing about uh, interviewing authors about books is I or read them. I, I read through the book and I'm like highlight all these things. I think of all these things I could talk about. I'm like, you know what? If I talk about too many of these things, I'm just going to give away the whole dang book. So I don't want to get too involved. Um, but uh, but can you <laughs> one one story I kind of wanted to bring out and highlight uh, in in the book Thirst. Uh, can you talk about wearing uh, your zebra print dress in uh, Lion <laughs> Country? Yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, I think um, it's pretty well known that I hike in skirts and dresses. And um, usually I acquire these at thrift stores. And I like to buy things that are really outrageous that I wouldn't probably wear in my regular life <laughs> um, <laughs> off the trail. Because I feel like when you're on the trail, you might as well, you know, wear something really fun and you know, kind of silly. And so like I had found this zebra print sundress, you know, at a thrift store and it was really light and comfortable. And I was like, Oh, this will be really good for Northern California where it's really hot. And, um, so I had done it to myself in, uh, Sierra city in my box. And, um, I got there and, um, changed into that and wore that out. And the first two nights I was hiking out of town, I saw a mountain lion both nights. And so it was, uh, I started joking with myself that perhaps I shouldn't have been wearing zebra print in lion country, um, even though it's not the same type (laughs) of lion. But still, like, to me, it was, like, this amusing thing that I liked to tell myself. Um, But then, like, I don't know, I just really ended up loving that um, zebra print dress. And I'm, like, a little kid with their blanket because, like, it fell apart and I had to get a new dress before I finished the hike. But I still have, like, like, my little scrap of it that I have, like, in storage. Um, and I get it out every once in a while and I look at it and I'm like, oh, it's a super print dress. <laughs> um, and then it makes me think of like, you know, the lion country and um, just brings back the memories from that part of the trail for me for sure. Yeah, that's good. Uh, what about the, uh, the, the, I, I kind of wanted to talk to, um, you know, because the, there really is multiple facets of the book. Um, and, you know, you kind of brought up a lot of your, the things you were going through at the time and how you had to go th- work through them on the trail. Um, it seemed like you came to a precipice uh, with that when you hit Crater Lake. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Um, yeah, for for whatever reason, um, Crater Lake just seems to have always been like kind of this like turning point place for me when I've when I've hiked through there. And um, I, I don't know, I guess there's some sort of sense of like nature magic there or something that um, has always kind of helped me see more clearly. Um, um, my life as, you know, in the past and what I'm working toward and, and things like that. And so, um, definitely when I was on the trail, uh, in 2013, um, I was coming back to Crater Lake after multiple times through there when I was like hurting or in, um, a bad mindset. And so being able to hike through there again, um, when I was in the midst of this big goal, um, really helped me to, I guess, find peace with like my past and really move forward into like my future. Yeah. And the way you brought it out in the book, um, you know, just for people that are, are going to want to read this book, it's, it just really, to me, I was just like, wow, that part I was, you know, just 
when you because you're working through these things and you come to this point and it's just like wow you know I, I that kind of stuff just it's amazing in how how it reads through and um yeah this is one of my favorite parts there oh, awesome yeah um now one thing I, I told myself I was ever going to interview again I forgot to ask you a question you know my daughters are 10 and 6 and, and I hike with them all the time and uh I always try to get encouraging words out for women hikers. And I wonder if, mm-hmm. if, you, if you have anything to say, uh, maybe maybe something to encourage women to get out on the trail, maybe hike by themselves, that kind of thing. Um, usually the advice I give people is to not let fear stop them. Um, because I think a lot of times people don't go because of what it comes down to is a fear of the unknown, something that's unfamiliar to them. Like a lot of people didn't, like me, you know, didn't grow up hiking or, you know, I've been told my whole life not to go into the woods alone or whatever. And evaluating for yourself the source of a fear versus like just responding to the emotion of fear um, can be really a powerful tool in your life, um, not just with regard to hiking, but just with everything. And when, you, you know, you're like, I'm afraid to go hiking by myself or I'm just afraid to go hiking and like thinking about why do you feel that feeling and a lot of times it comes down to just like, well, it's unknown. So maybe if you research the hike and pick something, you know, popular with lots of people on it and that you feel comfortable with, like read everything about it, read people's trip reports and look at pictures. So it feels more familiar and then go, um, you know, I like, you know, that's just one example. But, um, yeah, just like evaluating the source of the emotion or any sort of emotion you have that might be holding you back from going out on the trail or, or doing something like that. And working on the source versus just reacting to the emotion. Yeah, that's good. I know, I know one, one fear that a lot of women have is, is, uh, you know, maybe run into that person on the trail that that's not too friendly or whatever it was, would maybe be a fear. And, um, <laughs> as you were talking there, I, I was remembering, um, when you, when you met a gentleman, uh, just before the road crossing there, highway crossing in California, and he was holding a brown paper bag and, um, uh, you know, I think it was the only time in the book where you were kind of mentioning that you were kind of sizing the person up to make sure they were okay. You know, he's wearing sunglasses and a hat. And you weren't really sure, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, my gut instinct, you know, there was that the person was okay, and turns out they were very okay, you know. Yeah. Um, they had trail magic for me, so, um, yeah. But, um, yeah, definitely uh, listening to your gut instinct is a very important tool. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I really just, uh, I, it, you're just such a wonderful person to chat with. But uh, I do want to encourage people to follow you on social media. I, I just honestly, Heather, the words that you put out there uh, sometimes just bring a lot of emotion out in me too. And um, I encourage people to, to go over there. How can people follow you? Um, the best way to follow me is on Instagram. And I'm on there as Anish Hikes. And uh, I also have um, a website, which is anishhikes.wordpress.com. Um, and that's where I have links about how to order my book on there. Um, but, yeah, Instagram is usually where I post most of my updates. Perfect. Yeah, and the book was uh, put out by Mountaineer Books, right? Yep, Mountaineer's Books, yeah. Um, and the official release date is March 1st. March 1st, okay, yep. And um, what about... Uh, what about any future books? Was this just like a, was this the kickoff for, for something to come or? Um, I tell people, you know, one book at a time. Um, but I definitely feel like there's more to my story that I want to tell. Um, so hopefully I'll get the opportunity to write subsequent books, but right now one book at a time focusing on this one. 
um, learning the lessons I need to learn from going through this process and then applying those to future works. And so, well, that's good. Well, you, you truly inspire people with your words and I just appreciate you taking the time to come on the Cascade Hiker podcast. All right. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Wanted to make sure to get it out there that, uh, Heather Anish Anderson, uh, was, she will be in Washington and Oregon in March to kind of, you know, uh, do a little book tour. And so I wanted to highlight some of those dates if you're around. Um, she's going to be in Bellingham on March 11th, Seattle, March 12th, Olympia, March 13th, and Portland, March 14th. So those are going to be some some shows, a little kind of like, I don't know, live tour type thing uh, that she'll be doing. I'm not sure uh, the exact locations, but I uh, will put the um, – kind of the links in the show notes. So check those out at CascadeHikerPodcast.com. That was awesome that Heather came on. She she truly is an inspiration. And uh, uh, just just having a chance to sit down and chat with her was, was amazing. So get the book and enjoy it because it's, it's a fun read and it, it covers one of the, just one of the most amazing, um, you know, just the way I, when I was asking her how she wrestles in her mind, her kind of self-talk, it, it just, uh, wow, it, it's really, really good. So anyway, uh, thanks for listening. All right, that's the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to join the Patreon page. Find me at patreon.com slash Cascade Hiker Podcast. Also, hit me up uh, with an email, rudy at cascadehikerpodcast.com. Find me on Facebook. My Facebook page is Cascade Hiker Podcast. Twitter, find me at in underscore Cascade Hiking. And I'm Cascade Hiker Podcast on Instagram. Thanks, Whiskey Fever, for letting me use this track here, Tall Grass, off their album, Gonna Wake Up This Whole Town. Go find them at ReverbNation.com slash Whiskey Fever. Hey, see you next week. You were sweet like honey on a heartbeat. You were fine like wine in the sunshine. I could feel you coming on strong Could never be wrong, could never be wrong See her laying down in the tall grass Playing mandolin in a white dress So come running when I hear that song It could never be wrong, it could never be wrong Where you wanna run, maybe I'll run too I would leave this world for a beautiful girl